Welcome to the Law of Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, Mindful Love Coach, here with you today to talk about being single. Can you really be happy? We are told all our lives that we want a significant other 2.5 kids and the dog and the white picket fence, the American dream. But is that truly what makes us happy? Being single is trending right now, maybe because of online dating, because of gray divorce. But we'll go into that deeper and review what researchers have found as the benefits of remaining single. I'm going to plug my new program, Meet Your Mate, Transform from Casual Dating into Conscious Relating. Learn to fall in love with yourself in the process of finding deep, soulful love. In this eight-week program, I help women and couples transform their loveless, sexless, lackluster love lives into thriving connections burning with passion, deep communication, and intimacy. You can rewrite your love story. If you're interested in learning more about the program, you can Facebook message me or find me on Facebook, Andrea Atherton. Now, listeners, pull up a chair, turn the stereo up on your radio, or put your ear pods on and clean the house while you're joining us in this conversation about being single and happy. So listeners, before I looked up the stats or the research that was done on singledom and our current climate or our current relationship climate, things came up as I reflected back about my clients, about going through a really, really difficult divorce. And after that time, wanting to remain single to find themselves again and all the things that they've lost in a relationship. And this does come up in the benefits of being single. But personally, I didn't buy it in my teens and 20s. I never had the dream of the big wedding, um, you know, and actually getting married. I mean, I could see myself having a child, but in my 20s, I was more focused on getting out there, getting my degrees, and actually in my earlier 20s wanting to be famous. It was really about me. I had a very masculine drive at the time. Then I moved out to Colorado, and I noticed a lot of couples around me and a lot of people younger than me having children. I think it, maybe it was the water where I was working when about one-third of the staff was pregnant. I'm sure it had some influence on me. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 110.6 million Americans ages 18 or older, which is 45.2%, are single. And the Census Bureau has found that the number has been rising since 2015. People are staying single longer than ever before. In 2018, the highest median ages ever for a first marriage. And then one 
topic in my earlier podcast talking about gray divorce, that people over 55 are now more likely to get divorced. So given these trends, online dating, being online more than IRL or in real life, some of my colleagues believe that it's due to the access to all these people. So why bother settling down with one? This is especially pertinent with the male population. On the other hand, researchers know that it's detrimental to our well-being and our mental health to not have relationships. And to tell you the truth, men are not good at cultivating them which often leads them to feel lonely and very, very isolated. But on the other hand, an older study from 2008 in the European Journal of Social Psychology found that people think that singles are unhappy. What do you think is the biggest demographic of the happiest people? You might be surprised but it's single, childless women, according to this study. Now, let's explore more specifically the benefits of being single. The first is, you'll be able to be more focused, self-aware, and very clear on your wants and needs. When you have freedom, you will realize that being alone has the benefit of being self-aware and knowing what's important in your life. It gives you an opportunity to know where your weaknesses and strengths and setting goals for really where you want to go. Being single also affords time to try out different things, to explore, to expand, which promotes a higher level of satisfaction in life. This also includes looking at the relationship that you would like in the future if you are so interested in that. Number two, you will be more active, fit, and healthy. Studies show that unmarried people are more fit than their married counterparts. Time is on your side, and also you can choose the activities the healthy food, you can make those choices just for you. And how about a healthier sex life? Studies have shown that singles have more sex than married couples. Number three, be more likely to reach for higher goals and take more risks for personal growth. Being single, it's just you. And that means you really push yourself. On the other side of the coin, you don't have other people's feelings about what you're doing to contend with or people's timelines. And that is a free to strive for higher goals and take more risks. I was doing a tarot reading this weekend and my single friend said, I don't have anything to do at night. I think I'm going to take some classes or go back to school. Number four, you will be more creative and explore more creative endeavors. 
Spending time alone is also connected with increased creative thinking. It will force you to examine things and go deep into your thoughts. And it could lead to solutions that you would have never come up with. But this is also with exploring arts, dance, painting, music. When you have that time and that space, you can really dive deep into these creative endeavors. Number five, and while this has been alluded to in some of the other benefits, it's about having your own timeline, your own schedule, and not having to consult with somebody else about what you want to do. Some singles consider this the best perk. Your work won't get interrupted, and you can spend as long as you want focusing on a project or work. And on moment's notice, you can decide to do something totally different. It's freedom. Number six, no compromise on free time activity. This reminds me of how many couples sit down and scroll Netflix. Do you want to watch this? No. Do you want to watch this? No. This is especially convenient when a couple has different interests and then half of your time is spent doing something that really doesn't interest you and you can do what you want. It reminds me of a couple I had. He loved horror movies and action flicks, and she liked rom-coms and documentaries. And how about different sleep schedules? Actually, we get a benefit from sleeping with our partner, health benefits and immune system and emotional benefits. But what if you're a night owl and your partner is early to bed, early to rise? Number seven, you might have more cash in your pocket. Dating is really expensive, and it's a great way to see your cash just fly out the window. And there's no guarantee all this money that you invest in, into your date is actually going to pay off in during the dating process. Married couples also end up spending more money. There's been studies done that married couples have more credit card debt than unmarried singles. And number eight, you have time for your social circle and family members. You can even visit your older relatives without your spouse rolling their eyes or thinking to themselves, do I have to? And then with a spouse, you have their side of the family that you have to look after as well, leaving you less time with your actual family. And how about social life? Again, coming up against what friends, do you like their friends? Do they like your friends or the activities you do? Maybe something else that you compromise. Studies show that hitch people have much weaker social circles and social lives than those who are unmarried. 
There we go. Top eight. This just brings me back to how unique all of us are, how unique our needs are, how unique each of our drives are. It makes me think back to clients that I've had who value connection and relationship and where other clients are more individuated and feel empowered by by going it alone. But as I went through this list, it's not about being alone. It's being able to prioritize other relationships in order to get your social needs met. I think either it's about balance, but taking time for ourselves either in a relationship or being single is really a place where we learn to grow and and cultivate interests and friendships outside of the relationship, which is so very important. We can't get all our needs met from one person. It is also vitally important that you are comfortable being alone with yourself. This is a basic ingredient to loving someone else, learning to love yourself. So being single isn't necessarily a good or bad thing. There are benefits and drawbacks to both. It really depends on your focus, what your values are, and what you want to accomplish in life. Getting off the carousel of social media or parents or family saying, you're so attractive, why don't you have a boyfriend or When are you going to get married? Ah, And when are you going to have children? With self-knowing and conscious relationship with yourself, you can decide your unique situation and the life you want to live. Thank you listeners for listening in to the Love Anarchy podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host, Andrea Atherton, and founder of Mindful Love, highlighting again my eight-week course on to help you date, relate, and find your ideal mate. From solo dating, we'll move on to mindful love relating. Again, you can find me on Facebook, Andrea Atherton, and please DM me there if you're wanting more details. Please subscribe, ring the bell, and leave feedback because it helps our podcast so much. And don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to join Love Anarchy and the Relationship Rebellion, you can find us, Love Anarchy Podcast, on Facebook. I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote. Love is the only true power.